Hey guys, before I begin today's episode, it is so important for me to emphasize that I am obviously not a psychologist or a medical doctor. The stories and experiences I'm sharing today are in no way a replacement for professional health or medical advice. So if you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please, please, please seek help from a qualified health professional. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about my personal experience going on and off medication and the personal decisions I made to go on medication or not. If you are currently prescribed any medication, please do not stop taking medication without the supervision of your doctor. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Life by Taylor podcast where we learn and grow a little bit every single day together. On today's podcast, I'm actually not going to be reading from any book. I decided that I'm going to dedicate today's episode to talk about my personal journey with medications and mental health, both with my ADD and recently making a decision not to go on antidepressants when I was feeling depressed. So a lot of people have asked me to give a little bit more detail on my journey getting on and off of ADD medication because so many people are taking them. Again, I am not a medical professional, but I think that my story is super important for people to hear because as someone who has struggled her entire life with severe ADD and ADHD unmedicated, who has prescribed them in a very legal and supervised way, but still... I saw the negative side effects that these medications have in the long term and I think when people are aware of them and hearing someone who has gone through the experience of getting off of them after being heavily reliant on them can be super empowering. Now before I go into detail on the ADD meds and the antidepressants and everything, I would just say that my general belief about medication is that it shouldn't be the first solution. I really do believe in the mind-body-soul connection and many times when we're experiencing things like anxiety and depression, there is something that we are being asked to look at. I remember hearing a podcast episode with Dr. Phil a long time ago where he was talking about his opinion on antidepressants. And he gave this analogy where he said, if I put you on the street in the middle of August barefoot, your feet would be burning and they would be so hot, you'd probably run faster than you've ever ran in your life to get to shade. The message he was trying to share is that pain can be an essential motivator. Sometimes we need to experience pain to change things in our life, to get rid of certain habits, certain people. Sometimes it's to change jobs or end relationships. And when we turn to these medications, when we're in a circumstantial situation, then they numb the pain and leave us in places we don't belong or leave us doing things that are not meant for us. So when I was recently going through a very dark, depressive episode and I went to a doctor for a physical checkup, the first thing he offered me was antidepressants. And I was shocked at how easily he offered them to me. This was a new doctor. He didn't know anything about me. He ran no tests on me. I literally came to his office and told him, hey, I think I have a hormonal imbalance. I don't know what's going on with my body. I feel very depressed and I need to know what's going on. Without even checking me, he said, well, I can always prescribe you antidepressants if you would like. I genuinely could not believe it. I looked at him like, what? the hell is going on. Now I can imagine so many young people going to a doctor and saying yes, because why not? You're in pain, you're suffering, you're having a hard time. Why not take whatever the doctor is prescribing you, especially when it's an authority figure, especially when it's someone that you trust and you're looking for a solution. But I knew the solution was not to numb the pain. 
That being said, I think women who experience chemical imbalances after pregnancy and people who have chemical imbalances that are or have had a chemical imbalance their entire life absolutely should get that help. It's amazing that we have this technology and this ability to use these medications. I grew up with a best friend who was depressed for as long as I could remember her and I saw antidepressants change her life. So I'm definitely not against them before we run to take them. If, we're, if you're someone who doesn't have a chemical imbalance and you're feeling depressed, then ask yourself, what is it? For me, it was obvious that I was indulging in many habits and doing many things that were not good for me. And my body said, I've had enough. My soul was saying, I'm going to put you through a very difficult time for you to finally make these very difficult choices, to end certain relationships to take leaps of faith in your career that you've always wanted to take, to quit smoking weed, to do a bunch of things that I've been prolonging for way too long, knowing that that's what I needed to do. And that was a long process. But once I mustered up the courage to finally make those changes, I came out of it. And I am so grateful to have that awareness that led me to go down that path of self-exploration versus taking those meds. Now, when it comes to the ADD meds, because I know so many people want to hear about this because so many people are taking them, I have to give you some context. I was six years old. I was in first grade. I had a teacher named Miss Smith. I'll never forget this. It's like a very vivid memory because we had these people coming to check us for our vision and our hearing and just, they were doing these like general checkups at my school. And I remember my teacher writing down on a piece of paper, check for ADHD. Now, the reason the memory is so vivid and I don't remember many things from my childhood, but I know that I was six because that was my first grade teacher, Miss Smith. It was so vivid because I remember thinking, oh my God, is something wrong with me? Do I have an illness? Because I had no idea what ADHD was. Obviously, I was six years old and believe it or not, I'm only 28 now, but when I was six, people were not talking about ADD and ADHD like they do today. I only found out years later that my teachers and my doctor were constantly having conversations with my parents about putting me on medication and my dad heavily objected to it, which looking back, I am grateful for. But at the same time, I wish I would have known that I had it because I was considered a really bad student. I was always getting in trouble for misbehaving, for talking too much in class, for getting out of my seat from elementary school all the way to high school. In my high school, I got the most emails sent home out of anyone in my high school. I was punished severely at home every single time one of those emails got to my dad. I always thought it was my fault. I thought I was a bad kid. I thought I was a bad person. I thought something was wrong with me. I remember every week setting out to be a better student and do a better job and disappointing myself and disappointing my dad and disappointing my teachers over and over and over again without knowing that I have a disorder. I actually barely graduated high school. I had C's and D's on my last report card and I always felt like a complete failure when it came to the school system. I was so traumatized by my experience in school that when I finished the army in Israel, I decided to enroll in university. And I remember the first week of school, I sat in class and, and I had basically a panic attack where I said, I'm too stupid to be here, I don't belong here. There were people raising their hand and saying all these things and they were so knowledgeable and so well-read and I was like, I don't belong here. I'm an idiot. I'm a bad student. I'm not going to succeed here. And I just ran out of class, sent an email to the school and said, I quit. I don't want to be in the government track anymore. Please take me out. And I thought to myself, my dad is going to kill me, but I can't do school. 
somehow they convinced me to stay. They said, give it, give it a few months, wait till the first exam period, see how you do. And, and I decided to take matters into my own hand because I was already an adult and I went to get prescribed medication. So I got to the doctor, I was easily diagnosed with ADD and ADHD, and he put me on Adderall. I started taking Adderall and it got rid of my appetite, so I lost a lot of weight, which made me feel really good about myself physically. This medication is very similar in its chemical compounds to MDMA and cocaine, actually, and it boosted my confidence and I felt really good about myself. And I was doing so good in school, I actually had almost straight A's. I ended up getting into a really prestigious honors program and I was thinking, wow, this pill is amazing. I wish I would have taken this such a long time ago. This is awesome. This is just, I just remember thinking this is the best thing ever. Who knew? What I didn't know then were the long-term side effects of taking this medication. I know hearing this can be really triggering for people who are still reliant on these meds. When I would hear people talk about this stuff when I was on them, I used to literally just turn the other way wasn't able to even hear this stuff because I couldn't imagine my life without them. I know it's really triggering. So I was having really bad mood swings every night. You know, there's like a peak of when you take these medications throughout the day and then at night you become a monster. There's a crash, almost like the come down from what people describe as the come down from MDMA and ecstasy. I've never taken either of those, so I don't know what that's like, but that's what people say it's like. And you start to become very irritable. Every small sound, anything slightly annoying is just sets you off. I had two different boyfriends and we lived together and they were, it was serious relationships and it was just unbearable. We would fight. It was just, it was known that towards the end of the evening, they can't even talk to me. I couldn't even interact with people. I was so dependent on these pills. I was taking them on the weekend. I was taking them when I go on vacation. Throughout these three, four, five years of taking them, there was always this deep feeling inside of me that was like all of my accomplishments, everything I've been doing, my confidence, my personality, it's all dependent on this pill. It's not actually me. It's me with this pill. And I'm a very different person on it than I am off of it. You start to lose a sense of your own identity. You start to feel like your confidence isn't actually real and your accomplishments aren't actually real. And it would eat away at me and I constantly would tell myself, how am I ever going to go off of this? I can't. And anytime my boyfriends would have that conversation or try to have that conversation with me, I immediately would shut it down and say, I'm not having that conversation. How dare you tell me to stop taking this? I need it. I have a disorder. It's something that I need to take. I wasn't even willing to talk about it. But I remember watching this Netflix documentary called Take Your Pills about ADD meds and a few people telling their stories and thinking, holy shit, like what I'm learning right now is insane and you can't unknow things once you hear them. So trust that what you're listening to right now, whether it takes time or not, whether you stop a week from now or years from now, you can't unhear what I'm saying. That's the power of knowledge. I watched this Netflix documentary and certain things, I just internalized them and understood how dangerous taking these meds are, how little research there is on the long-term effects of them, and how much I could relate to the people talking about how these meds basically ruin their relationships in their lives. It didn't stop me yet, and I tried a few times to go off of it or take it less, but I would always come back to it or it was still in my life on some level. 
until one day I took my medication. And when I say medication, it wasn't just Adderall. <laughs> it's really important for me to clarify. Throughout these five years, I took Adderall, Ritalin, Vyvanse, Concerta, Attent. So basically any, all, I've tried all of them because eventually they would stop working and I didn't want to up my dose. So I would just change it to a new pill and just really just all of them. But eventually I was, I had this day where I took it. I think it was right after COVID. So I hadn't been around crowds of people in a really long time. And I left the house and it was like a busy night in Tel Aviv. There were people all around me and I had a full on anxiety attack, panic attack. I still don't know what to call it. I just felt, I just felt like I could not breathe and I was so overwhelmed and it was so obviously triggered by the medication more so than what was actually happening and I could not get out of it. I literally had to call my boyfriend to find me on a random street, walk me home. I remember taking a shower on the shower floor, sitting on the shower floor, shaking, shivering, crying in fear just trying to regulate my nervous system. I was in such a state of panic. I decided on that day, I'm never, ever, ever going to take these medications ever again. I actually woke up the next morning thinking, how am I going to live my life without them? For anyone who's taken these meds, you know that the day that you don't take them, you feel depressed because you actually have a deficiency in the chemicals that make you happy and energized and confident in your brain. You feel really lethargic. You feel really heavy. You have a huge appetite. You just feel like, you just feel like actual shit, honestly. I remember calling a friend and saying to her, what the fuck do I do? How do I get out of this? And she just said to me, Taylor, start a morning routine. Start every single day doing something for your mind, body, and soul. And I said, okay, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start every morning. I'm going to do something for my mind, body, and soul on a daily basis. And hopefully with time, this will get easier. Now, I'm not going to lie and tell you this wasn't a long journey because it was. Your eating habits are completely different. You didn't have an appetite at all, and now you have a huge appetite, and your metabolism is obviously messed up from that, and your energy levels and your ability to focus and everything is off. You have to really cleanse this out of your system. The first thing that I had to accept is that I'm going to need to be really patient with myself on this journey, that it's not going to happen quickly. Secondly, I had to learn to accept myself as I am, meaning not judge myself and be hard on myself for who I am naturally. Naturally, I cannot sit still for long. I cannot focus for a long time. I cannot do a certain task for hours on end. I just can't. And that's okay. And instead of seeing that as something that's wrong with me and constantly looking at myself like I'm this broken person that needs to be fixed... If I just embrace that and understand that and accept that, then I can start to find creative solutions to work around it. And you're not going to like to hear this, but one of the things was not working in jobs that are not compatible with who I am. So yeah, a corporate job at a pharmaceutical company just cannot be where I work because, well, it can be if I want to do a decent job, <laughs> I want to do an okay job, but I'm someone who really does strive for excellence. And I understood that I just don't fit into the system. It really can be a gift. I think that it's part of the reason why I'm able to be so creative and do so many things simultaneously and really have a very colorful life now that I've embraced it. But I think what was kind of sad and bittersweet for me was I started to realize that I completely lost sight of who, what my real personality is naturally, like the, the quirky, fun, hyper Taylor. I killed her for five years. And as she started to come back out, 
I realized how much I missed her and how, um, how much I love her actually. And it was sad, but I was also happy to meet her again. When it comes to practical things that I did, I would say, first of all, up until today, I take a lot of breaks. I cannot do a lot of things back to back. I'll do one task and sometimes that's literally answering two emails and then I'll take a break. Then I'll come back to my computer. I'll do another task. I'll take a break because I just can't sit still and I cannot focus for long periods of time. Now, when you work for someone else, it's kind of hard, which was a huge reason why I decided to be an entrepreneur and start my own business because I needed to have that freedom. But even if you don't decide to work for yourself, which is obviously not what I'm saying, there are jobs that make that more possible. And especially today when we work from home, we have so much more freedom than we used to. So take advantage of that and be okay with taking as many breaks as you need to. I actually have to take naps in the middle of the day often because I get so tired mentally from getting things done that I genuinely feel my brain needs time to rest. Sometimes I will do a lot or I'll do a big task and then I'll just go watch like half of a Netflix show just to like get my mind off of it so that I can kind of reset my focus or just let my mind kind of pause for a minute. And again, this is hard because you have to unlearn all of these things that people make you think are wrong or that people convince you make you lazy and all these things that we're conditioned to believe. You have to start leaning into accepting yourself as you are unconditionally. Another practical tip is to prioritize sleep health. It is so important to get a good night's sleep and to be on a regular sleep cycle. Do not underestimate this because even for people who don't have ADD and ADHD, this is crucial. And I can tell the difference in my focus and in my energy levels when I sleep well and when I sleep on time and when I wake up at the same time consistently and when I don't. I take my sleep so, so, so seriously. And anyone who knows me knows this because I'm like, guys, it's past my bedtime. It's becoming much more mainstream for people to understand how underestimated, how much we sleep on sleep, okay? How much we prioritize physical health and mental health, but we don't understand how sleep health is connected to all of it. And if you don't know where to start on understanding how to have a good night's sleep, I actually made a short YouTube video a while back after doing a masterclass on sleep health. You can find it on YouTube at Life by Taylor. You can find it there. I'll link it in the description here for people who are interested. And finally, this is something that I introduced recently. There are supplements. And I personally, I know that there are a lot of mushrooms that help. I think lion's mane, a bunch of other ones. I honestly don't know too much about them. I started taking Alpha Brain by Onnit, and I have to say that there are times where I take it where I genuinely feel like I'm on Adderall just without all of the negative side effects, without the mood swings, without it taking away my appetite, without not being able to sleep properly. So I highly recommend that. I'll link that in the description as well. But I think the most important part of this is to be compassionate with yourself, to understand that this is a journey and it is not something that you're going to solve just in one day. When I finally stopped taking it, I was already at a place where I was only taking it a few times a week. I think that was also part of what helped me is that I started to take it less. I started to tell myself, okay, not on the weekends or only when you're doing writing or only when you're doing a certain type of task. That's a great place to start. So if you're a student, maybe it's only during exam periods. And maybe if you're in a job, it's only when you're doing certain tasks that require you to be more focused. I want to end today's podcast on a positive note and say that as difficult as this journey can be, and no matter where you are on it, whether you are ready to go off medication or not, or you just recently got off of it, 
I want to tell you that it gets easier. I realized today that it's almost two years since I've taken ADD meds and I never imagined a life where I would be able to not take them. I run my own business, I'm able to read, I'm able to accomplish things I never thought would be possible without taking these pills. And I'm saying this because sometimes just hearing that it's possible and hearing that someone else has gone through what you're going through can make all the difference. I think something that I constantly come back to every time I'm going through something difficult is I really do look for someone who's come through it, who's been through it, who got to the other side because we are no different from one another. Our fears scare each of us the same and our suffering feels like suffering to each and every single one of us. It doesn't even matter because it's so relative. And if someone else can do it, so can you. I'm a regular human being like every single person listening to this and I'm telling you that if I could do it, so can you. I believe in you and I love you and I hope that you got exactly what you needed to hear from this episode. Thanks again for tuning in. If you're enjoying this podcast, please rate it. If you liked this episode in particular, please screenshot it, post it on your story, tag me. I love to see it. That is it for today and I will be back on Monday. Have an amazing, beautiful weekend. Shabbat Shalom and I love you all.